Welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. Yeah? Enjoying the good weather? I am. It is a nice change. <laughs> We're coming out of the blizzards and Absolutely. it's nice outside for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So today I wanted to really get into this topic because this one, I feel like um, it's hard to describe, mm-hmm. but yet everybody's going to know what it is. Okay. Right? So today we're going to be talking about chemistry versus compatibility. Okay. Right? It is hard to describe. Isn't it though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like trying to describe like how water tastes. <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, I don't know. It just tastes like water. It's like, right. I get it. And everybody knows what it is, right? right. You can feel it, right? It's that, uh, well, in chemistry, right? With with chemistry, you can kind of feel it because you're just jiving, right? You mm-hmm. go on, let's say, a first date or even after you've had like three or four dates, but you just, you just jive with one another. Mm-hmm. You get one another. It feels like... Like they you've known do. each other for a long time. They, they, yes, it does. Or from another world, maybe. Yes, You're like, I yes. feel like I've known you from my past somehow. But. but but you know, the thing about chemistry is that chemistry can be fickle mm. because you can feel that immediate attraction to someone, but you don't know if it's, you know, long lasting. Like you don't know them that well. Right. Right. Because there's so many things that go into a relationship aside from the mutual attraction and the and the chemistry that it's like you don't know your political views, religious or mm-hmm. you know all the important stuff, uh, you know, and way further down the line, let's say your views on how to raise children right. and all cuz in the beginning you're just like you know what their favorite <laughs> foods are and like maybe what their hobbies but yeah. Yes, yes, they just like what's your favorite color? It's, <laughs> it's purple. Oh, so it's fine too. And, you know, like yeah, very superficial. Mm -hmm. But again, there's a connection, right? So you feel it. So even though it's superficial, it's still a connection. Mm -hmm. It's not until later on down the line that we figure out like, okay. Do you think some of that maybe is just the excitement of when you meet someone new, like you just get those feelings regardless of, I mean, maybe if you don't feel anything at all, you'd know, but like, it's exciting to meet new people, the prospect of a possible relationship and things like that. Do you think some of that is just yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. It's, it's almost like going on an adventure, mm. right? Because you, you don't know this person. Mm-hmm. So part of the, the, the adventure is, oh, we get to know, we're going to get to know one another, right? right. We're going to explore. And then, and then when you do find little nuggets that mm-hmm. you agree on, like let's say you have a favorite movie and it's their favorite like, movie. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get so excited. Oh my gosh. Like you, you really did. It's so superficial. Yeah. <laughs> But still, if you think about like the movies thing, it's like, ah, who knows how many thousands of, you know, whatever movies right, there are. Right. If you happen to find someone where they're like, this is my favorite movie and it's yours too. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. It is. It is. Because again, you know, with, with me, you know me, I'm a, I'm a movie lover. I love mm-hmm. movies. But for me, if you really, when you're watching a movie and you lose yourself in that movie, mm-hmm. you can kind of feel the emotions. And you can sometimes watch the same movie over and over and feel those same emotions. So... Again, you're making that connection because you're, I guess, assuming that they're feeling the same thing. And even if they didn't, they enjoyed the movie. So they like it maybe for different reasons, but they like it. Right. It kind of tells you a little bit about that person. So like my favorite movie is Silence of the Lambs. And that movie is so awesome. But My favorite (laughs) rom-com. It's about about a serial killer guy. (laughs) So let's let's describe Silence of the Lambs for people that don't. If so you haven't this, seen it, please go see it. It's, there's this psychopathic, uh, what is it? He's a psychologist who <laughs> falls in love with the young. 
<laughs> FBI but, agent because that's how I see the movie because I'm looking at it through the lens of love. Mm. So it's a uh, you know two people that ordinarily wouldn't meet because <laughs> one's a serial killer. And the other it's one. like a meet cute. And you're like oh no, but like the point is is like behind it is like I like the psychology of the movie. I, I like true crime, you know that kind of stuff. So sure. it kind of tells you a little bit about my personality. Yeah. And so if someone else says like love this movie and, and you say like why is like well I just like you know, all the intricacies of it and things like that. And I don't know. I mean, it's just something you can connect with. Absolutely. And again, that's that's a connection, but it's very superficial. Right. And it's not until later on that you start getting into the weeds, right? And yeah. once you start getting into the weeds, that's when, for me, it feels like, okay, so you really, really, you're really attracted to this person, but then all of a sudden they do something that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And so you have that instant like, uh, in your yeah. mind, it, it, and you process this in your mind, and you think to yourself, "Am I going to be able to handle this long term?" <laughs> well, I guess it depends on that point, like how much you like that person and what, what the thing that they're doing is. Right. Because some things you may be like, "Okay, like that's not that big of a deal," but you know, it made me think of. I read something. This was like. 15 years ago. I don't remember where I read it or whatever, but it was saying that every relationship, it has to do with like your pheromones, that that lovey-dovey honeymoon phase lasts for three months almost exactly. And then after that, everything like dwindles down. So it's after three months, then you know if you're going to be making something long-term mm. with this person or not. It's mm. something to do with the pheromones or whatever, mm. which makes sense because when I because when I think back, it's like, you know, shorter relationships I've had, it seems like it's three months almost to the day. It's crazy. And it's like, then you're like, eh, I don't really like this person anymore or whatever. But guys tend to have a different gauge for that. <laughs> but we're not going to get into it. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to get into that because sometimes guys will, yeah, like, you know, and I'm, I'm referring more to intimacy. Yeah. Like after intimacy, it's like, because, and that's part of chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a good segue into it because again, when you have, when you're having chemistry, you're attracted to one another. And let's just say you, you get intimate mm-hmm. early on, or even if you don't, even if you wait a little while, but you get intimate. And then afterwards, that's the real test of whether or not you're compatible. If you want to hang out with her afterwards. Right. Is it always the first time, or let's say that you are intimate the first time and you have a couple more times and then you feel that? Is it always after the first time? Well, here's for a guy, right? Okay. So it's it, the first time it's usually when you're going to figure it out. And this is why, because when you first meet somebody, you're, you're, you know, again, let's say you're, you're very attracted to them. There's a lot of chemistry. You guys are jiving, very superficial, favorite color, favorite food, all of that you're agreeing on. And even the stuff that you don't agree on and like you're making fun of each other, again, it's a lot of banter. But then... So at that moment for a guy, what's going on in a guy is I can't wait to sleep with this woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing that comes to our mind. Mm. Don't get me wrong. We're romantic too. So we might be thinking long term, like maybe this is wifey material. Maybe I can see, you know, Mm. so, but, but at the, at the moment right then and there, they're like, yeah, I can't wait. Right. Because that's the next level of intimacy. Like you're Mm. already feeling each other that way. So a guy is like, okay, I want to take it to that next level. Right. So when a guy gets in that mode and he's focused that way, he's it's tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. He can't see anything outside. Of <laughs> so then, different from women. <laughs> I would assume that a woman would also, to a certain degree, feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we're not going off of because um, it's chemistry. So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily love. Right. Right. And, you know, that, that's a different topic for a different time regarding, you know, 
whether you can fall in love at first sight and all that stuff, right? I think for for love to be real, it has to it does take it does take time. Right. right. You can feel attracted to somebody and you can have all these things going on in your head. But again, that's what I'm saying. Like for guys, we get this tunnel vision. Uh, and so we can't see anything else. Mm. So once we really want to be with this woman intimately, mm. we're going to do whatever we can to, to, to expedite. <laughs> I think it's different for women. I'm trying to remember back of like, I feel like at some point you reach of like, I wonder what it would be like, but it's not like we're focused on that. It's not like I can't wait, like whatever. It's just like, I just wonder if we're going to connect that way. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like if it's going to be good or not, gotcha. but I don't think that gotcha. we're like, once we think about that, it's like, that's all we're thinking about. I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, we're having fun as guys too, but that's in, that's the... Yeah. Um, Guys, sometimes... That's your goal. Well, yeah, goal. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's a goal when you want to reach that. Like, But it, like in any endeavor, it's the journey in between that's the most fun, right? Obviously, it's, you know, getting to know each other and whatnot. But yes, the ultimate goal is to... Ta-da. <laughs> that's so crass compared to what women, our ultimate goal is like to find the love of our life and like find this like wonderful husband and you guys are just like... I'm just trying to get it in. No, no, no. I, well, we want that too. We want that mm. too. But the immediate goal, again, mm. is like, let's get to that level and get to that next level to see where that's at. And so, again, it's like you're, you're, you're climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> and once you get to the top, you have to put your flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a selfie. Yay, uh-huh. I Ring did the it. Bell. <laughs> but here's the thing in that same analogy once you get to the top, now what? You mm-hmm. just gotta, you gotta come back down. Yeah, and to. that's where you rely on the chemistry or well, the compatibility. Right, that's where that comes in. Gotcha. Because after that, you don't have that in the mind anymore. You're not tunnel vision. You can kind of have a broader view, mm-hmm. and you're getting to know one another. So again, if she does something that annoys you, let's say you start eating and she starts smacking, and you're like, oh man. <laughs> We had a great time, but she's, you know, smacking and and it's just annoying you to know. And you're like, oh, I didn't know she did this. Mm. So then you immediately start thinking, okay, is this something? Well, I guess nobody's perfect, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Start rationalizing it. You do. You do. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you have this this connection. So it's like, okay, if you were making a pro and con list, she's got a lot of pros. She's had this one con. (laughs) But the thing about it is as you get to know one another a little bit more, right? That pro and con list starts to grow. (laughs) You know, the pro is already there, but then you start getting more and more cons here and there. Maybe Mm. that's where the compatibility comes in. Again, let's say she's a a messy person. Mm. So like she has clothes all over the place and you're a little more tidy. You go over to her place and you're like, what, what, what? Yeah. Here's another con. <laughs> Let's put that on the do not like list. So you're making this list in your head and then you're weighing out the options of, is she worth it? Do I connect with her enough to look past these things? Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, going back to the analogies after you've been intimate. So let's say you're hanging out again. Let's say she starts smacking, but then you, at that point, you might want to have a deeper conversation, right? For guys, we t- we sometimes get afraid that... Well, if we reveal too much of ourselves, and I'm sure women feel the same way, if I reveal too much of myself, they might not like me. Mm. So a superficial level, you guys are clicking. So you're like, okay, this is great. But if he really feels, or excuse me, from a guy's point of view, right? They're like, if I tell her exactly how I feel about things, she's, she might not like me. She might not like this, that, and the other. 
So until we get to the top of Everest, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to continue putting our best foot forward, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're trying to get up to Everest. Once we get to Everest, it's like, okay. Then you're like, I don't have to pretend to be a good person anymore. <laughs> I can be myself finally. <laughs> I could start to burp and fart and uh, everything else. Yay! <laughs> and clip my toenails in the. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, the pressure is off. It's almost like, almost to a certain degree, from a guy's perspective, if she slept with me, then she already likes me. So now it's a different level of getting to know one another. Because you've already, it's all, I hate to put it this way. But it's, it's a hurdle that you've overcome mm-hmm. up until that point, right? Because when, when you're rejected, let's just say, you know, from a man, when a woman says, hey, I'm not in the mood or I don't want to, you know, whatever to be intimate, we take that very harshly. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if it works the other way around too, but, but again, it, we, even if you've been married for a while. And that's the hard part about that because it's so unfair. Like when we say that, I mean, I, I can't speak for every time. But it's usually, it has nothing to do with you guys, but you take it so personal. And we don't, how do we? I know. know. It's not fair. Because guys, and this is where we struggle, we like tangible things. Mm. And that's a tangible, right? At least maybe maybe this is my love language, I don't know. But if somebody says that they love me, Mm -hmm. but don't really show it, then I'm like, but again, how do you show it? Like, and I've had the opposite, right? I've told people, you know, you know, my partners at the time, I love you, mm-hmm. but it's like, how do you show it? And so I, for guys, most of the time we try to, um, you know, get you guys stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We'll buy you this or buy you that or take you out to dinner mm-hmm. because we think that's a tangible thing Right. where maybe on, and I don't know, you tell me how women would want love to be proven to them. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right. How how would a man be able to do that in the first place? Like that's that's a hard thing. Well, I mean, that depends on their love language. But I was just thinking about like, let's say you're in a committed relationship and let's say you're living together and she cleans up the house and makes you this mm. wonderful dinner and she's, you know, doing all these things or whatever. But then when you go to bed, you try to be intimate. She says, baby, I'm sorry, I'm really tired. At that point. <laughs> she's been cooking and cleaning. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like if she's doing all these things to show her love. Right. Would you still feel that same level of rejection at that point? Um, me personally, no, just because I okay. understand how much how much work would go well, into that. Well, I mean, that. just even on a typical day, let's say, you know, I'm texting you throughout the day, like, I love you and, and whatever. You know, I packed your lunch with a little note in it or whatever. Maybe I'm not cooking and cleaning all day, but yeah. if I had a hard day and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night and I just got the kids to bed and whatever and, you know, I say, like, I'm really tired... For you guys to be take that so personal, right. like I said, it's not about you. It's For not sure. that we don't want to be intimate with you. It's not that we're not attracted to you or whatever. It's just like, right. it's the same thing I'm sure with guys. Like sometimes where you have certain issues, if there's a lot going on in your life, yeah. right? Yeah. Most women can understand that. Yeah, I, I, I suppose some women can't. Well, no, I know. <laughs> some women I know internalize some people, it too. But I think that the women who can't... Um, who t- who do take that personal? It's because the guy is not communicating to them right. what's going on. Right. So they just say, "I'm not in the mood," and we're like, "What the hell?" But you're not communicating, like, "Babe, like this is what's going on right now. I'm super stressed, whatever." So I think that's where, you know, the women would take it personal, right? If you're just not communicating it, yeah, yeah. So so again, you know, back to the 
and, and I like that we digress into that because that's a whole another topic <laughs> we're going to get into. But uh, but back to that analogy again. So you've you've overcome that. So the guy at that point probably feels she likes me, mm-hmm. or else obviously she wouldn't have been intimate with me if 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 she didn't. Which like is not me. always the case. But, well. <laughs> I'm telling you from a guy's perspective. <laughs> tell me, pray tell, what, uh, how does it work I on mean, the other side? I'm sure there's plenty of people who have been intimate with a guy that they didn't really like them. Oh, it was, man. you know. But again, if there's chemistry, right? So we're talking about chemistry. Well, I mean, I could ask you a really personal question right now, but I'm not, I'm not going to put you on blast. I'm just saying sometimes you are intimate with people that. Yeah, no, I, I get that, right? Mm-hmm. So there is sometimes just the urge mm-hmm. to, you know, you, you, you know, right. women and men, you know, we're human. So it doesn't have anything to do with chemistry at that point, right? At that point, but right. we're, I'm talking, we're talking about a situation where again, there's a lot of chemistry, mm-hmm. and then you're really attracted to her, so you really want to, you know, okay, climb, so you climb Mount Everest. So you reach the top of Mount Everest, and then after that, you start noticing all of the things that you don't like about her, yeah. and then you're like, okay, this isn't going to work long term. I got what I wanted, um, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Slow so it, down. that's how it comes off, though. Oh, I, yes, I can see how that would come okay. off. I can see how that would come off, but. I don't know how to overcome that. Again, as you as you get to know him, let's say she smacks her food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she does other things. Again, she's messy. So you're starting to find all these other things. So long term, that's where compatibility comes. Because this is, if you guys turn into a relationship, you're going to come home and the house is going to be dirty. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you're going to be eating dinner with this person a lot, lunch and many other meals, and she's smacking all the time. So now you're thinking, oh, my goodness, now what do I do? Because you can't tell him. You, a guy can't I, tell a girl. I mean, he can, but just you have to prepare yourself for I, war. I'm very vocal. If there's things that are, that are that annoying that are bothering me that much, I will tell you. I'm not saying I would be mean about it, but it's like I'm going to tell you like, hey, I care about you and all, but like this thing is this a big deal. Yeah. You got to stop being flatulent in front of me. <laughs> you, I've had, <laughs> I've been in a relationship with someone where they had a problem with that, and he uh, yeah, like was letting a, it go before he climbed the mountain. Okay. Even then, Ooh, you know. Wow. And I was just like, "Wow, really?" And he's like, "Yeah, like I, I've had nicknames from other girlfriends, like because of this." And it's just, yeah, that was not chemistry. That <laughs> that was hard. That was. Hard what to would look possess past. a guy to say even say that? Like, how do you? I, I guess know, he was I'm totally weird. fine with his problem, oh but gosh. there was no, you know, no. I, <laughs> he wasn't trying to be coy about it or whatever. Just, You're just letting him rip. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't be around everywhere him. and everywhere. Yeah, I couldn't be around a dude like that. I mean, I guess I, I just, I just can't. I just can't. I just couldn't. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm a dude. But this just shows how women are because even then I still was trying to like <laughs> make it work. This is what women do. We overlook a lot of things and you guys don't give us enough credit. I could tell you from a guy's perspective, if a woman was flatulent in front of us, I, at least for me anyways, and that happened early on or even before, that would kill the vibe completely for me. Uh, that's, I'm I don't care how much it chemistry. I'm not saying it doesn't affect it. I'm just saying that women will overlook a lot of things 
that guys can't. So there is a double standard there for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, you guys are more patient when it comes to that. That's true. Guys just 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 don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when the compatibility comes in, mm-hmm. right? Because again, you're thinking long term. So I can see how you, uh, well, how women would interpret that, like, oh, he got what he wanted, mm. and that's it. Now he's ready. But right. that's that's again, that's another topic altogether. So if you're saying that. After that, they start looking for the flaws, right? But let's, No, they don't look for the flaws. They just happen to pop up. Okay, but let's say that you go on a few dates, you're really driving, you do climb the mountain, and then immediately after, you never call her again. Are we supposed to interpret that as you saw all the flaws before, but you still wanted to get to the top of the mountain? That's that's a hard one because I, I you know I've um, I don't know that I've ever had that happen because again we weren't having all that chemistry or whatever. I mean, we're having a good date, right? We're having a good time. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, how can you tell if you're compatible or not? Or do they already know before they do that, that you're not compatible, but they still got to reach that goal and then they're gone. So here's the thing. And this is also, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it. But when you're intimate, if let's say again, you're having chemistry and then you actually become intimate and the intimate part mm-hmm. isn't good. Yeah at all, mm-hmm. like nothing, then yeah, because that's, that's a, for, for a guy mm-hmm. long term, mm-hmm. I don't care how great a person she is. If that is not mm-hmm. good, then you're just like, I can't Yeah. Women can that. overlook that. <laughs> we can, if there's a lot there and that one part is not great, we can try to overlook that. <laughs> for a guy no, we I know. unfortunately cannot unless, know. And, and this is, and this is very superficial, but I'm just, you know, unfortunately this is just the way it is. Unless she is just amazingly just beautiful, mm-hmm. hot, you know what I mean? Then a guy might overlook that. But mm-hmm. e- even at that, even if he overlooks it uh, temporarily mm-hmm. over the long haul, it's going to, it's going to affect him. I've had guy friends tell me that before of like, you know, when they, I've been with, you know, a really beautiful woman if, you know, the mountain's not great, <laughs> that um, because she's so beautiful, they will continue on because oh, yeah. it's still good eye candy, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. but that doesn't at go that on. point, but I mean, if, if there's nothing else, if you're saying that that's chemistry, are they trying to, because she's so beautiful, right? Are they trying to sustain a relationship based on just her looks and seeing how long they can go with that? Yeah. It's almost like it's, it's what you guys do that you overlook it to uh-huh. the point where you're like, I, maybe I can change him. Maybe it'll change over time. Maybe if I talk to him and work with him. He will eventually clean up his act and mm-hmm. not be so flashing around. Maybe he'll go into another room if he if he has like a medical condition for sure. But maybe he can be courteous and go into somewhere else. So you have that hope. Guys do that too because they're like, oh, she's so beautiful that maybe over time she'll get better at it as we practice more. Well, I mean, but that... I'm not trying to be funny, but like you can tell your partner, like, these are the things that I like. And it can get with communication. It can get better. It can. You have to tell them what you want, what you like, what you don't like. So it's like. For me, the intimate part is um, that they like to experiment. So I don't know that. And and maybe I'm different. I don't know. I don't know if anybody kind of gets set in their ways Mm -hmm. um, because I've always been somewhat adventurous in general in my life. So I'm not like, you know, I like to switch it up and, you know, try different things or whatever. But I think like hard habits like smacking or, you know, some of those other things, I think because they've been doing it for years that way, yeah. it's, it's, it's a harder 
hurdle to overcome because they've just been, that's just the way they are. Mm-hmm. Let's say they burp out loud. That's just, they think it's funny and they just do it. They get careless. <laughs> <laughs> we know guys like that, don't we? I know women like that too. But that, that's my point is that it's a habit. Yeah. And habits are much harder to break, even for somebody that you care about and that you love. Whereas being intimate, like every time it could, you know, you can bring out something different and try things, you know, yeah. again, everybody's, you know, has their ways. But if, if somebody's already set in their ways, then I guess, yeah, I guess you're like, okay. Yeah. But I, like I said, I've been with guys where they do a lot of things that are pet peeves of mine, but depending on, you know, our relationship and how good it is and all the good things about them, those things, even though they're kind of annoying in the moment, but I mean, it's such a small thing compared to the compatibility we have together. Yeah. If you're focusing on that, it's yeah. like, well, this is like, it's annoying, but it's a small thing like eating, you know, with your mouth open and things like that. But it's yeah. like, if this well, is an awesome guy and he treats me well, why am I really going to be like, I can't be with you because of something like that? Well, but here's the thing. And, and, and this is the other important part, you know, because I think, you know, we touched on it, right? So let's say a woman understands it. You know, most men want to climb that mountain, mm-hmm. right? My suggestion for women would be to let him climb. Oh, Lord. Of <laughs> well, course. Well, I mean, well, hold on. And I don't, I don't mean, because again, the top of the mountain is the ultimate goal. Uh-huh. But I'm just talking about the climb up. Okay. So he has to put in the work as well. Okay. In that analogy, let him climb. Let him keep on climbing. Okay. Because if you bring the mountain down... And you're like, okay, you can, or you can get one of those little airlifts. You can airlifts. get to checkpoint one <laughs> yes. and checkpoint two. Yes, yes, because here's the deal. And and I hate to say this and I hate to like mess it up for the rest of my boys here, but there are serial daters mm-hmm. and they understand what makes women tick. Mm-hmm. And so they there is a certain element of manipulation that goes involved. And if they know that they can manipulate and so that they can get to the top of the mountain without yeah. having to do the work, they got a little airlift or <laughs> they got helicoptered <laughs> up on top. <laughs> They're still at the top of the mountain, mind you, yeah. but they didn't do the work to get up there. So yeah. my suggestion is, you know, whenever whenever possible, especially for a woman, if you're feeling chemistry with a guy, Make him make him climb. Let yeah. him put in the work because if you don't, and he reaches the top of that mountain too soon, mm-hmm. man, you're running. Because again, there's so many other elements that go into a relationship right. that you. Now, again, if you want to have fun, because right. women want sometimes just want to have fun too. It's a fling. Right. Let's say they just got out of a we marriage. Both or understand what the point is, and then it's okay. But I don't feel like it's right for men to know that this particular woman is looking for something serious, long-term, whatever, and they're still manipulating them. That's right. the part. Right. It's like, I don't know how you have that conversation where you can discuss like, hey, what is it that you're wanting out of this? Right. That would be a hard discussion to have. But yeah, I mean, like me personally, I wouldn't, no man is going to be getting on the mountain too soon <laughs> for me. But I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong either way. Right, it's right. my opinion. Right. But, you know, I fear for that because it's like I know that that's what guy's ultimate goal is. And my fear is like if I let them climb too soon, then I won't even be able to see where it could possibly go. Right. Because sometimes they can just be, I'm out, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it that's happens. my fear. It happens quite mm-hmm. a bit. It, sometimes it's genuine. Again, there's chemistry and then... Something happens after they get intimate and it's over. But you just don't know, especially for men, especially again, because the the goal is to get to the top of the mountain. Yeah. Some guys will perfect the technique of how to get there mm-hmm. faster without having to do the work. Mm-hmm. Now, if you make them do the work, that's when the competitive. So those little things, those little um, 
uh, chinks in the armor will come out a lot sooner if if you if you make them climb right because the chemistry is there you you want to but you decide okay we're going to hold off we're not going to get intimate we're going to going to give it a little more time then you start again you go over to her place you see it's dirty and you're like okay this is horrible again she starts smacking it's just like okay now he starts thinking about it too yeah. his colors will come out as well so things that you don't like about him will start to slowly come out and then if after all of that you still say, yeah, I still want to go forward with him and I want to let him reach the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. then so be it. Go for it. But that's why I'm saying for me, I would just say for any woman listening to this, it's very easy when you get that chemistry, uh, the superficial chemistry, um, and then you and you confuse that for something long term. Mm-hmm. And, and once he gets to the top of the mountain, things do change. Whether we like it, either he's going to feel much closer to her mm-hmm. or something, something's going to change. He'll retreat. He might. <laughs> he may or may not. Well, I will say that like the these rules get kind of blurry when you're talking about rebounds. Because when you have a rebound, you can feel like you're compatible, but that's it's not true. It's like your mind playing those tricks right, on you. Right, right, So it's like, well, oh, like this person is like, I'm really like digging them and we're, you know jiving on every possible way, but yes, the rebound that's... Well, the rebounds are so dangerous because the rebounds, you you just, you lost a connection. Yeah. So you're almost looking for another one. Anything will do at that time. It doesn't matter, right? Because you've lost that intimate connection. You've lost that uh, emotional connection. You've lost whatever future you had in your your brain that you thought was going to happen between you and that person. It's all gone. Yeah. So when you're out there looking, yeah, you're, you're, you're focused. Mm -hmm. So in the same, when the guys are tunnel vision, anybody that's on a rebound, they're focused because they're trying to find some, somebody or something to connect with almost immediately, which actually leads me to my next thing. Right. So one of the things that I found sometimes is whenever is that there is a little bit of chemistry, sometimes the other person wants to um, expedite the getting to know you. And this is, I don't know if this has happened in the past or not with anybody else, but I had one situation where almost immediately she wanted to know like in-depth things about me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what do you like about this? What do you like about that? Like she sent me like a laundry list of items mm-hmm. to get to know. And I didn't like that. I said, well... She's trying to skip some of the checkpoints, basically, but for compatibility, it's like you, you're trying to go from like, okay, we just met to let's be on the level of like we've been dating for six months. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So she's, it's almost like an interview. And I told her, I was like, well, because she was like, I just want to get to know you better. So she bought this book of compatibility where you... Um, they would have like a series of questions of what you thought your partner would think. And then they would, you know, kind of like the love connection or that, right, that, that right. game or whatever to see how well you know each other. But again, we've only at that time was only like three to six months, something like that. Mm-hmm. So we did know each other, but obviously we're not going to know everything about one another. But she would always try to expedite that. And I would tell her, I was like, well, all of these things will come to light as we get to know each other more. But like she wanted to hurry up and like get to know me like an interview type deal or a questionnaire. Yeah, but six months for a um, a mature woman, it, it, that's a long time. So, I mean, I don't, I guess maybe I don't see the, what's wrong with that of like, if you're with someone for six months and let's say you're in your forties, it's not like when you're young, it's like, I have plenty of time. Right. Like maybe that's some of that of the pressure of like, okay, well, I'm getting so. older. I need to figure out if this is going to work or not. I don't know. Ah, you know, I, I, well, yeah. I mean, again, I like dating women my age, so maybe there was a little bit of that. Yeah. But, but that's, you know, again, I just thought that was a bit weird right now. It's just like, let's just let things 
evolve the way they naturally evolve. Like, why do we have to? But you, you absolutely now that you, now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, I don't think it's weird for a mature woman to yeah, be like that after. Yeah, because now that I think about it, um, the older women that well, the women my age, anyways, um, they do tend to. Right out the gate, they'll yeah. ask me some hard questions. Yeah, <laughs> like, do you See, believe in Jesus? Uh, what do you do? You want other kids? Like, when's when's your last relationship? I mean, that goes straight. Yeah, I don't the, think it's that weird. Coming from a woman, I can tell you that if we're you know getting mature in our age, and we we're like tired of like messing around, it's just like, yeah, I want to know for sure. Maybe not the first date or anything like that, but I mean, like. After six months, I would like to say I would know if this is going to be long term or not. So right. to me, what your example is, I don't think it's that weird. Yeah. But I can see why you would think that from a guy's perspective. Yeah. But so now, if you know, again, so I know we've been talking about chemistry a lot, but now compatibility, mm-hmm. right? So compatibility is to me a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So compatibility is that long term stuff. So if I'm, let's say I'm a tidy person, and she happens to be a tidy person. Like long term, I think that would work. Yeah. Or if I like to schedule my time, you know, to, to, to make appointments or, you know, for anything going out with friends and let's say she's the same way, it would work out. Because if she was one of those more spontaneous, like I don't make plans, I'm just kind of go with the flow, mm-hmm. that's going to frustrate somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> that likes to make plans because they're like, no, you know, like I need to know, like I have, you know, I have to schedule my time. It's important and I have a lot of things going on, so I can't just on the fly. That's where compatibility comes in. I don't. If you like somebody a lot, you're jiving on a bunch of different things, but the compatibility for me, it's like, okay, those little things, how is that going to play out over the long haul? You know what just made me think of is like Pretty Woman. So like Richard Gere and Julia Roberts is like, there's no compatibility. Because when you just said that, because she's like, he likes to plan everything. He's super straight laced. And she's like, no, I like to, you know, moment to moment, whatever. But I know the movie, they were playing it like they ended up together, which is not true. But I'm just saying like that is just chemistry because they're being physical and all that stuff is whatever. But like compatibility, there's nothing. But hold on. Are you saying that a ultra rich (laughs) billionaire type (laughs) cannot fall in love with a lady of the night? Not for compatibility purposes, and let, maybe she, maybe she's super focused. Maybe she's got like an Excel spreadsheet of all of her Johns, and like, you know, this is how much I got. I, I don't know. Maybe she's, you know, super savvy with that. But I mean, you know, when I saw the movie, I thought, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I get what they were going for. Yeah. Is that opposites attract, or you know, like you never know where you're gonna find love and all that. But I thought the fact that. They made her a lady of the night. Mm. I just think they could have, she could have been a single mom. That would have been more feasible, right? Like that would have been like, oh, that's sweet. You know, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like he's he's taking the time. Well, when you say like opposites attract, like when I think of that just firsthand initially, I think of like their interests being different. Not so much the compatibility part because correct me if I'm wrong, but compatibility is like you kind of have the same views on things, right? General, like how you process things, whatever. The opposites attract when people say that it's like, like I said, I think of like your interests may be different, but right. overall you have the same general tone, right? Right, right. Let's say you have the same general viewpoints on life, but one person might be an extrovert and the other one might be an introvert. Mm-hmm. Opposites do kind of attract because for the introvert, the extrovert will bring him out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's, she's outgoing, she's fun loving, like she's in a social uh, environment and every like she's the the life of the party. 
And you're attracted to that. Who isn't, right? But you're, you yourself may not be that way. So you kind of almost live vicariously and at the same time kind of get to enjoy that, right? Now, where it becomes a problem is as time goes on, yeah, you have the same viewpoints, but let's say she wants to go out more and you want to stay in because at, at your core, you're an introvert. That's when there might be a little bit of conflict. Because well, she you have wants to compromise to, at that point because I mean, you're not going to meet the perfect match for you. So it's like, you know, but if you like you, I was watching uh, The Simpsons the other day, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was an episode where uh, where Homer and Marge were sitting around, and she was feeding him. So he, they were both watching TV. It was like some reality show, uh-huh. and she was like feeding him Cheetos and stuff, and it, it like it worked. Like it just worked. Like she knew because, you know, well, that that show is obviously uh-huh. it's, it's cartoons or whatever. But but anyways, if you can find somebody that are both introverts and y'all like to stay home, y'all like to watch movies, you like doing things and different activities together. But that's what I'm saying. Like the compatibility comes in. Like if one wants to go out and the other one doesn't, that's when it becomes. Oh, I don't think Marge and Homer are compatible at all. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about them as in a relationship, like it's clear that they both love each other for sure. But I mean, if she hadn't gotten knocked up, mm, I mean. Oh, Bart. Yeah. Bart. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, but that's another, that's because that happened a lot before too. I don't know if it happens now, but. Sometimes, the obligation of staying with them. Yeah, because you let's say you get intimate and then all of a sudden, you know, ta-da, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> your life's about to change. Um, and sometimes you do feel like, okay, let's let's see if it goes anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But but even at that, like you might not know each other all that well. So you're you're kind of taking a risk because it's like we're gonna try to stay together for the kids, or that's what is expediting the relationship a little bit. Well, how do you feel? And this may be kind of another topic, but like, let's say that when you get married and you're married young and at that time you are compatible with each other, Mm. but as you get older and you grow, you come away from that. Do you think that that compatibility, I don't want to say it was superficial, but I mean, let's say you get married when you're 18. It's like, you don't even know who you are. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah, you may think you're compatible at the time because you're like, we both like nachos and going bowling or whatever. And it's like, you know, but that can't sustain you (laughs) long term. She's perfect. So like, I don't know, getting married young is like, I don't know if people are still doing that as much as they were back then, but you don't know who you are. So how could you know if you're going to be compatible? Right. And I think with that, you're right. I think people will evolve over time. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're married or, or, or single, you're going to evolve over time. I think you just have to get back to where you, you have common ground. Mm. So for instance, if at the time, like you enjoy reading books and the guy likes enjoying going fishing, like he can still do that, right? He can right. He can still enjoy that activity. He doesn't need her to come along. And again, she can enjoy that activity because it's reading a book. So he doesn't need to be around for her to do that. But you're right. Other things, and this is weird because like in politics, that's when things also, Mm -hmm. because people have real strong views on politics. And it's weird how sometimes even in the same household, you can have different views on politics. That's when things, the compatibility starts to be like, okay, because there's certain subjects that you don't even want to touch. But here's the thing. And I know how you feel about this. You should be able to speak to your partner about everything. Right. Right. But if it's a touchy subject like religion or mm-hmm. politics, that's a hard thing to do. It is hard. But I think if the both people have a general respect for one another, 
Um, cause I've been in situations like that before too. It's, it's okay that we don't agree on something, even if it's kind of major, but if we're mature enough, we respect each other enough to discuss it openly, you know, or mm-hmm. maybe you just don't talk about it a lot, but when you do, it's like, okay, you have your opinion and I respect you. So it's fine. It can work, but it is, it, it does put another, you know, fork in the whatever, but. Well, again, it really depends on how passionate you are about yeah. things. If you're really passionate about it, and again, if you don't agree, sometimes you, because here's the thing, right? So we're talking about romantic relationships here, mm-hmm. but I can tell you, um, so I have childhood friends that I grew up with. I have three of them, right? So there's four of us all together. And so we all grew up in the same place. We all, you know, so we, we went to elementary school together, junior high, high school. When we became adults, that's when things changed. Mm-hmm. We all went in different directions. Uh, politically, you know, on different viewpoints on life and to the to the point where I love them to death. But when it comes to politics, we're on total opposite sides. We either sometimes we'll get it out of our system or we'll talk about it in a respectful manner. Uh-huh. We do that. But again, we don't have to live with one another. That's right. the key difference, right? Like, so he's still going to go off to his home and <laughs> go and I'm going to go off to mine. But when you're in a romantic relationship, if you have a fight, there's nowhere for you to go. Like when you're at home... Unless you go to another room, but right. even then you're going to have to go back and face them at some point. But for those people who are feel that strongly about something, mm-hmm. you as that person need to make sure that the person that you find feels that way. And you know yourself enough to be like, I can't look past this. You need to end it at that point. If you're going to be that like, yeah. no, you need to think like me about this and no other way. And we're going to fight every time because I can't let it go. Right. Then you need to find someone that has that same view as you. Well, okay. So that's an interesting point there, right? That's a very interesting point because I am, I have my views on life, but I like to think that I can still listen to the other side. Right. So to a certain degree, I kind of like somebody that doesn't agree with everything that I do. No, I get it. But that's because you're not like digging your heels in every conversation you have. You're open to hearing the other person. I'm talking about for the people who are like, no, you need to think like me no matter what. And if you don't, we're going to fight those people. Again, if you feel that strongly about it. The people that say the Loch Ness monster exists. Oh, Nessie. (laughs) And you can't convince them that they don't exist. And you're like, it doesn't exist. And they're like, it does exist. And they're so passionate about it. Yeah. Or Bigfoot. Because there's other (laughs) fanatics out there that think that Bigfoot really does exist. I don't know if I would be in a relationship with someone who thought that Bigfoot was real. (laughs) What are you talking about? Of course he's real. Okay. <laughs> you know what I want to see pictures of, though? Not Bigfoot, because you see him all the time. I want to see Mama Bigfoot, and I want to see Baby Bigfoot. That's what I want to see. I want to see what they look like. Didn't they have that on Harry and the Hendersons, that movie? Didn't oh. they show all the rest of the Bigfoots at the end, like, walking together? And I think there was a baby one. <laughs> Is it Bigfoots or Bigfeets? Oh, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm asking legitimately. That's a good point. I never thought of that. So it's big feet. Well, feet, is that also the plural? Yeah, because it's the plural. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, when you're referring to more than one Bigfoot, is it big feet? <laughs> Bigfoot is <laughs> Correct way to Big say foots. that. Bigfoots, right? Bigfoots? A bunch of Bigfoots? Like, 
if there's a crowd of Bigfoots and or there's one Bigfoot and then another one comes, now they're Bigfoots. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I digress. But my point is, you're right. You're right. If if um, and I wonder even with people like that, if sometimes that brings them together. Let's say you're on a like a Facebook forum or something, and mm. and like Bigfoot. <laughs> does exist and you know you meet them you meet them online and they're like yeah of course he exists i saw him here and there's an imprint and blah 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 and then like that brings you together sometimes common hobbies or beliefs yeah well of course yeah i mean that's where you're talking about the compatibility part it's like you know maybe there's a i'm sure there's a group for big feats <laughs> and uh you know maybe you could find love there you know well i think the, you know and nowadays it's it's hard to meet somebody organically right you know there's so much online dating and whatnot yeah. i think if people got back to hobbies and groups and things like that and i'm not yeah. talking about tribalness or anything like that right. but i'm talking about like interest right if you like birding or again bowling or if you like whatever if you meet somebody that way i think I think you got a better chance, right? Especially if it's a hobby that you really, really enjoy doing. Well, even for online dating, there's a section for hobbies, right? Or interests, whatever. There is, but okay. But I'm just saying like if you were scrolling through and let's say you love big feats and you're scrolling through and you see this pretty girl and she's like, I love big feats. <laughs> and she's got a big foot. <laughs> yeah. And then like you're automatically, maybe that would spark something and you're like, okay, I like the way she looks and we both have this interest. Yeah. You right. know, which is again the chemistry thing, right? So they do match you up when you're online dating. You do they they, oh, they send you matches. Mm-hmm. They recommend that you put as many interests as you really do have, so that they can match you with appropriate people. Mm-hmm. But the problem is sometimes it might be an interest, but just a general interest. So mm-hmm. like if you like taking very mild hikes. And then because you don't, it doesn't like give you the level of hike. It's just like you enjoy hiking, but then you meet somebody that's like an avid. Isn't hiking just walking? (laughs) Why do people say hiking? It's just walking. I never understood that. Why do they call it soccer? Isn't it just kicking a ball? (laughs) No, that's different. There's a game, but hiking is just walking. But I think it's the terrain, right? Because it, it, you you can't hike on like pavement. You have to hike in the in nature. That's the I think that's the key difference. Okay, there. so can't you say walking in nature? <laughs> <laughs> you can, or you can say like hiking. <laughs> but here's the thing: so hikes they range. Like there's really difficult hikes, and then there's like really mild ones where you're just going down a trail and so forth. And then there's other ones where like it's steep incline and if you meet somebody that's like like way into that mm. it's hard because it's like well i just wanted to take a walk to the trail and she's like no we got to go like go to this it's hard there's a lot of you know ups and downs and rocks and things that you have to navigate and i'm like oh mm. okay so that's what i'm saying it's hard if you were in a group let's say you were like hiking for beginners mm-hmm. or something like that then you would be on the same level yeah. as that person. Because here's the thing, and I see this from women a lot too, and maybe they like it, maybe they don't, but they're like, I'm into sports and I'm into this and I'm into that. And most of these things, it's like they are, the weather, you know, and maybe they are fanatics, but sometimes they're not as into it as a the guy. They, they like watching a football game, but maybe they're not like 
like, oh, like totally. And they know their names and like their, their stats and where they came from and all this other stuff. So, so what would you say? You're like, if that was your interest, you'd be like, I kind of like football. Like I like it lightly. How do you say, you know, I guess you would say you were an avid sports fan or something if you were right. really into it. But I mean, if I put on my profile, like I like baseball and then they meet me and they're like, well, I mean, I do like baseball, but I mean, like, I don't want to go to like every game. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's hard. That's why I'm saying online doesn't do that. But with with compatibility in that same that same line, when you meet somebody online, this has happened to me before, too, where the messages that we uh, exchange, they're great. Mm-hmm. And maybe you even talk on the phone and it's like it's fantastic. Like you're jiving, you're laughing, you have a lot of the same interest and then you meet mm-hmm. and there's nothing there. I have a theory on that. Do you think that that is just like a pheromone thing? You know, they talk about how like some people, their scent is like, you won't be attracted to their scent. So if you're mm. jiving like that through um, non-contact communication or whatever, right. right? Do you think it's just, I mean, back to like an animalistic kind of thing, you just don't care for their scent and I it's th- like in your subconscious or something? You might be onto something like that because I'm, I'm big on smell. I'm yeah. big, big on smell. Um, but even if you weren't, I think that pheromones and stuff like that, it's a totally, you're not aware of it. Yeah, it's you're not your conscious. Yeah, you're not thinking about that right, when you right, meet right, them. So right. it's like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, because let's say that even their pictures, they look exactly how they do. Right. You found them attractive on their photos. Right. You're, you know, you're conversing well and everything like that. And you meet them and it's just like nothingness. <laughs> if you're clicking like that, over the phone and then you meet them, if you can't put your finger on it, you can't like, there's something that I'm not, I don't want to be with them and I can't put my finger on what it is. I feel like that's when it's like. You know what I read the other day? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry that I'm thinking about this, but I read that everybody with blue eyes has the same ancestor. It was one guy or girl, I can't remember. And he was, he mutated with blue eyes. And every person with blue eyes came from that one person. So if I'm with someone with blue eyes, that means I'm with a relative. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you hadn't have told me that. <laughs> my whole family has blue eyes. So it's like. <laughs> hmm. Now listen, this is what came up on the internet. But I thought that was fascinating because I thought to myself, wow. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Some like a mutant. There's some insensuous... Was there no colored eyes in the beginning? It was just everybody, everybody was brown. Everybody had brown. And then over time, they mutated into green and blue. Hmm. And then the different, you know, even even the, the different uh, shades of blue and green and whatnot. Actually, the green, they had more. So more, there was quite a few that mutated at the same time. Mm. But the ones with, the one with blue eyes, it was just one guy. So the the blue-eyed guy, did he mate with a green-eyed girl or... I don't know, but it was a strong gene. And as uh-huh. he mated, he had more blue-eyed babies and they started interacting with other blue-eyed or brown-eyed everybody and they started mingling. But if you have blue eyes, you come from the same... Dis- now, this is hundreds of thousands. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> So it wasn't like or else grandma. I would have been grown with like a hand sticking out of my head or something. <laughs> but I found that interesting that anybody with blue eyes, that's, that's, you all have the same common ancestor. Hmm. So what about other like defects that are like good, like dimples, right? Like dimples are super. A defect. Well, it's supposed to be, it's a defect in your, in your structure of your, Get what, out of here. yeah. What are you but, talking about? How is that? 
Because if you're thinking about the perfect, symmetrical, everything face, they consider that a defect. However, people like it. My point is, is that people like colored Uh, eyes. It's a defect, mutation, whatever. It's not supposed to be that. But people really like it. People really like dimples. But that's something, I don't know how it... Well, this is how it works. This is how it works, right? So when over time, it's a mutation, Mm -hmm. right? If you look at it that way. And I'm sure like hair color and all that was also, it also mutated. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it came out, either one of two things happened, because I'm sure there was tons of mutation out there. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it came out, humanity decided what they liked and what they didn't. So yeah, they if it's something with different, more, yeah. it's going to be more interesting. Right, or like, right. I really like people. So they didn't with, see it as mm-hmm. a defect. They just saw it as like, ooh, this is different and I like it, right? So, right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm not saying like yeah. we look at it as a defect because yeah, yeah, I really yeah. like dimples. They're super cute. But I'm just yeah. saying in the realm of that kind of thing, it's like we weren't all meant to have have dimples because it's such a rare thing, right? So it's right. the same thing with colored eyes. The majority of people have brown eyes, right? So like yeah. <laughs> it's going to be more attractive because it's just something different. So anyways, just uh, I, I just wanted to throw that out there okay. because maybe that's what's it. Mm-hmm. So you're like, ooh, he looks like he could be a distant relative. So maybe that shouldn't matter. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because again, like even attraction, and I know we've digressed a little bit, but, but I have found myself that sometimes I'm attracted to... Um, uh, people that look completely different than me. Right. Right. So they might have different color than me, different eye, uh, different skin tone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know why, but I'm attracted to that. That's not saying like you see those couples where they look, and I don't mean to be <laughs> to say this, but they look like their brother and sister because they look so much alike. It's like the girl <laughs> and guy version, right? So like those people, do you think that in their subconscious mind, they're attracted to someone who looks basically exactly like them? And then you see the couples where you're like, that's they're totally the opposites. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm looking for something that's completely different from me. I think, you know, and, and, and again, I, I know we're completely off topic, but there, <laughs> if you were to start a civilization, right, a brand new civilization, you would need X amount of women and X amount of men. You would need more women than men mm-hmm. in order for it to, without it becoming a problem with like, um, with like the defects, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's genes. And I think when people look the same, it might be a situation where they're um, they're propagating the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like we need to continue this gene right. forward. And then when people of opposite um, traits, I think it's the opposite. It's saying, okay, we've kind of exhausted all the this type of trait, so we need to find new DNA to mm-hmm. to um, interact with, mm-hmm. right, and make it stronger or whatever the case may be. So in the realm of compatibility, do you think that also too? Let, let's say you're talking about that, right? That some people are specifically looking for people who are the opposites of them. Do you think that that? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like where you're going because that's that's now I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: you can have children with certain people, and you wanted to have children with them, but then you're just not compatible when it comes to everything outside of that. But and then like let's say so let's say you have children with somebody, and you're glad you have those children, you love them, and this that and the other, but you guys just didn't. Everything outside of that just didn't work. So you're like great parents, but relationship-wise. Correct. And Mm -hmm. then they get a divorce and they find somebody that they're compatible with. Mm -hmm. They don't have any children, but they're able to live out the rest of their lives together. I would say that happens a lot. Right? Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe it's genetic to a certain degree with the chemistry that like you're attracted to them because again, you're... There's something inside of you in your DNA hardwired to like Mm -hmm. this type of person, but everything outside of that... It's going to be different. Right. Didn't we talk about that before when you were talking about in our reptilian brains where men look for, 
women with wider hips, they mm-hmm. look at that as like, okay, you can bear my children, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So like, are you saying that those people, it's just the chemistry thing you're looking at? Okay. I can be with them long-term. I think they'd be a good mother, blah, blah, blah. And then, but do you not realize that you're not compatible that way until after the kids come? I think so. Okay. I think so. Because I, and, and you know, from what I've read, obviously, and I don't know that women do this consciously or not, but but again, obviously, women are the ones that choose men. Mm-hmm. So whatever our civilization turns out to look like, it's because of it's because of women because they choose. Oh, trying to put the blame on us. I see. <laughs> they chose, but but here's the thing, right? So women, and and we like that because you guys are way smarter than us. And what that means is, if you see a guy that maybe is not, you know, six foot tall and got broad shoulders and chiseled and all that, which before that's what you needed when you were out in the wild. You need a big, strong man, so mm-hmm. you want to. Keep on doing that, but this this individual he's not like that, but he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Like he he's he's like advancing science and mm-hmm. medical or technology or whatever. Like you want to breed with that guy because that guy's gonna make the human race better. He's yeah. smart, you know. He's not. So what you look for will evolve over time, mm-hmm. right? And even I think even humans, what I would what do I would find attractive in a woman when I was twenty is different than what I find attractive in a woman when I'm forty. Something's still there, but it's different. It's much different, especially after after I've been exposed to more women. Mm. I'm like, okay, I like this, and I didn't know that I liked this, mm-hmm. and I don't like this, and I, I thought I wanted that, but I don't want that. So it's almost like the more interactions that you have with people. That's why I don't, when, when there's, you know, if you look at it from you failed a relationship, mm-hmm. it wasn't really a failed relationship. And you could choose to look at it that way, but you can also choose to look at it in the sense that I know now what I do and do not like. As a person, I've grown and I can eliminate the things that I don't like. And when I see those traits pop up again in the next guy, I I know to steer clear because I know I don't like. And whenever you find traits that you're like, hey, I didn't know I liked this, you can gravitate towards more towards those types of men Mm -hmm. or women, you know, if you're a guy. But (laughs) (laughs) there's so much to unpack with this. You're right. It is hard to define and, and... And whatnot. It was, it was, it was as always a great conversation. But I think uh, we, we could definitely uh, touch on this subject at a later time again. For sure. As always, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye, right. guys. Bye.